time for this week's edition of the Source Weekly Update. Hot off the press and into your ear. Every week, found wherever you get audio. And now, let's check out some of the highlights from Volume 23, Issue 15, dated April 11th. Local Paintings Censored by T. Fly Peterson Works featuring quotes by the president deemed too controversial for local building. Paintings by local artist Paula Bullwinkle spent about one day hung in a local mixed-use building, before a complaint prompted the building owner to request they come down. 25% Americans approved is Bullwinkle's series of oil paintings, featuring women inspired by beauty ads from the 60s, 70s, and 80s, alongside images of rodents and quotes by Donald Trump. Bullwinkle's paintings were held in the common areas of the Franklin Crossing Building, April 2nd as part of a show that included photographs by Bullwinkle's past photography students. The next day, Bullwinkle found out that, due to a complaint of a Franklin Crossing tenant, the paintings would have to be removed, at the request of the building owner. A representative from Northwest Key Property Management, who manages the retail spaces in the building, confirmed that someone had made a complaint, but would not say how many complaints they received in the short time the paintings were hung. Next up, Judy Stiegler has a talk with Bev Clarno. On March 29th, Oregon Governor Kate Brown named Bev Clarno, a former state legislator and rancher from Central Oregon, as the new Secretary of State, following the death of Dennis Richardson in February. In announcing the appointment, Brown alluded to Clarno's trailblazing spirit and her commitment to Oregonians. Clarno was sworn in April 1st at her home in Redmond. Amid her busy schedule, we caught up with Clarno to look ahead at her plans for the office as well as taking a trip down memory lane. I am very proud to be a Central Oregonian serving the state, again, and proud to be a voice for Central Oregonians in Salem once again, Clarno said. Now, age 83, Clarno added that she's hoping to set an example for older Oregonians by showing that age doesn't matter and that everyone has something to contribute. Shortly following her appointment, Clarno dismissed three of Richardson's top staff members. My sole motivation was to build my own leadership team with folks who will share my goals and objectives, she said, indicating that she felt it was particularly important in a situation such as this. While she's moving forward and assembling her own staff, she acknowledged it's not easy sometimes in a situation like this for staff to transition. And finally, in this week's Source Weekly, you'll find A Community Brew by Chris Miller, talking about Riverbend produces Blunder Armor IPA to help Cascade Armory battle Under Armour. Riverbend Brewing Company's latest beer is a classic interpretation of a Northwest IPA. It's clean-looking, tastes great, and at 7% alcohol by volume, will give drinkers that after a hard-day relaxation IPAs are known for. But it wasn't created just to make another great-tasting IPA. Instead, it was created in part to help out another local business. On October 24th, Ben's Cascade Armory, which designs and sells casual clothes including hoodies, flannel shirts, and hats, received a cease and desist order from one of the titans of athletic apparel, Under Armour. Under Armour said Cascade Armory's use and application constitutes trademark infringement, trademark dilution, and or unfair competition under federal and various state laws. We've known Alex from Cascade Armory for many years now, Riverbend's head brewer, Jason Schultz, told the source. He's been a good friend of ours, and we've heard about what Under Armour was trying to do to them, with the cease and desist orders. We figured this was a great way to help. 
not only helping financially, but just by helping shine some light on the whole issue of corporate bullying. Schultz said a portion of every case of 16-ounce cans and kegs will go to Cascade Armory's legal fund. We're going to continue brewing this beer for the next foreseeable future, Schultz said. As long as it keeps selling and people keep supporting it, we're going to keep it around. Schultz said each batch of Blunder Armor will be slightly tweaked to keep things interesting. In the first two batches, Schultz said they used a different yeast strain. With future batches, they'll vary dry hopping, kettle hopping, and yeast strains. And they've put different code phrases on the bottom of each can for consumers to check out on social media to find out exactly what's new with each batch. See these stories and more in this week's Source Weekly and at bensource.com. And get your daily dose of news with a link to this podcast in the Cascades Reader, available by signing up at bensource.com newsletters. I'm Sam Scholl. We'll see you next week.